Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. It is the beautiful October 3rd of 2021. I have no idea how it's October already, but it is. And we have the heavens very, very active up there, uh, kind of moving us forward. We are in officially fall. Nice. 70-degree days, 50-degree nights here in New York. So you really can get that little crisp on and wear your shawl. I have this lovely uh, little wrap that I wear in the cold nights. And I was out for dinner last night. We were outside, and I had my wrap on. It was, like, so nice. Um, and so the energy is very much about uh, connecting, communicating. We have a very juicy new moon today. Uh, new Moon on Wednesday, rather, which I'm doing a New Moon webinar on tonight. And, of course, we've been really busy here at Ann Ortley's Astrology Practice. And so I just sent a note out. So it's on Facebook. If you're on the email, we just sent the email. And you can also go sign up for it on my email link. And the theme of <laughs> the theme of the New Moon is Godzilla versus King Kong, right? So we know when we see Godzilla versus King Kong, there's going to be a week ahead. Uh, so we're going to be working with that energy of Godzilla and King Kong and trying to figure out, wow, am I Godzilla? Am I King Kong? Remember, Godzilla was more powerful than King Kong, but King Kong was able to gather people together to work with him. So in the end, he prevailed, right? But you've got, you know, you might think about the airplanes and the flying and, you know, I have a I have a, a a friend who's a producer on Broadway, and and she produced King Kong. So when we were in previews, Barbara said to me, "Do you want to come and see the show?" And I'm like, "You know, I don't I don't really watch scary things." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, I'll I'll come see it." And it was this huge huge King Kong on the stage. And of course, you know how it turns out. It's not like a happy happy ending when he gets here to New York. But um, he comes to New York, and of course, we get to the part where they're killing him with the planes and I close my eyes so I'm kind of about 20 minutes I got my eyes shut I'm, I brought a friend and I said so how was it she goes it was really good it was really scary you know and I'm like yeah yeah I'm like she goes didn't you watch I said no I closed my eyes during the, the airplanes I didn't want to watch the King Kong guy die you know um, but yeah so it's King Kong versus Godzilla and that's the energy of the week and so if you remember those movies if you ever watched them if you didn't and you just have an image of them that's what we're working with. This that's the energy of the new moon. So, of course, that means we're going to have a pretty volatile week here on Earth. And your job, should you decide to accept it, is recognize that everybody that knows you're in astrology is going to call and go, "What is going on?" And you're going to go, "King Kong versus Godzilla. Who are you putting your money on?" And you know, that's the energy of the week. So when we know that, we know we're going into a juicy one. We know it's gonna be kinda of a little over the top. But we also understand that, you know, when we collaborate and work together like King Kong did when he took on Godzilla, you know, we can work well with each other. Uh the new moon is at thirteen Libra. It has the Sun and the Mars and the Venus together and we're gonna do a webinar tonight on it for an hour and a half, which is available for you to buy, either attend the webinar or buy it later. Um, on Send Owl. And uh, <clears throat> we know that when the two of them um, get together with Mars, Sun, and Moon, they're all conjunct. And the new moon is at sunrise. So it's uh, on the east coast of the United States. The moon is just rising. It's at 7.05 a.m. We also have Uranus in conjunct to the moon, 
right? Uranus and Taurus. And we remember that all those Libra planets, as well as Uranus, the Taurus planets, Uranus and Taurus, they're all answering to Venus and Scorpio. Now, Venus and Scorpio, you know, a little bit of Fay Ray. Now we're going to switch the image to the Canadian Mounties, right? Fay Ray lying there on the train track as the train's coming down. And will Dudley do right get there to untie her from the thing before the mean guy, Mr. Finch, ha, 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 before the train runs her over? So Venus is standing at the very last degrees of Scorpio, and next day, the Thursday, she goes into Sag, right? So, and then she jumps into the South Node. So she's kind of on the cliff, like, what am I, you know? But she's running this scene here, this this Mars, Venus, Moon, Mercury retrograde, all answering to Venus and Scorpio, and Uranus in Taurus also answering to Venus and Scorpio, and Uranus arguing with the sun and the moon and Mars, and there's a big fight, big fight up there. So that means there's a big fight on Earth, as above, so below, as without, so within, and our job is to go, ooh, big fight, big fight, Um, how do I want to handle it? How do I want to collaborate and work with others? Because that's the solution, right? That's the, how do I partner with others? But Venus in Scorpio is very intense. Once she dives into Sag's south node, which is Thursday, Friday, she's released from her stuff. But she is full of stories right now. She is going to be telling us some tales. And, of course, we still have Mercury retrograde till the 16th of um, the month, and he's telling us tales, and he's going to shift when Venus shifts into Sagittarius. He's going to shift into a sign of his detriment. He doesn't really like being in Sagittarius because he's questioned, and he always has to tell the truth. So Mercury and Sag is a truth teller, even if we don't like what the truth is. So it's a really interesting week. And then we're going to add into this whole drama of Godzilla and King Kong we're going to add in Pluto is stationing on the day of the new moon to turn direct. Now, he's been retrograde for a while. He's back at 24 Capricorn. That's the same degree of all the COVID stuff all last year. The Jupiter and Saturn, the Jupiter and Pluto met up three times at 24, 24, and 22. And then the Saturn-Pluto met up at 22. So the energy of the COVID is very active with Pluto stationing to go retrograde. Uh, been retrograde, now he's stationing to go direct, but he stopped at that 20, and he stopped on the day of the new moon, right? So we've got this really impotent energy. Now we know the five days before, which is last week, because the thing was Wednesday, so we go Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, Saturday, Friday. We know all the hoo-ha last Friday when all those planets were fighting and arguing. And then five days after, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday of next week, that's all Pluto station time because he takes five days on either side. We got the volcanoes erupting. We got volcanoes blasting out. Kiraniri Islands, my friend Margaret was planning on going there on a vacation, and then the island erupted. So uh, volcanoes, eruptions, earthquakes, that's Pluto stations. And then in a couple of days, uh, we're going to have um, the Saturn station, and he goes direct. And so he stations next Sunday on the 10th, but, again, that whole five-day rule, we're going to be feeling him on the 9th, the 8th, the 7th, the 6th, and the 5th. So his five days overlaps in with Pluto's, which makes that period between the new moon when Pluto stations and the new moon when Saturn stations to go direct particularly juicy 
because the two outer guys who caused the COVID and caused all this changes in the structures and or they don't really cause it they represent it but they're they're shifting simultaneously so that period of time between wednesday when pluto stations and sunday the 10th when saturn stations very intense very juicy very passionate very big and so that energy is that whole back half of the week is intense back to godzilla versus king kong who are you going to put your money on who are you going to put your money on and you got to put your money on one of them or maybe not maybe not maybe you don't and then when venus goes into sag on the seventh she goes into sagittarius so now instead of her answering to mars and her and mars being able to swap places now venus is answering to jupiter and of course he's in aquarius so he's got a detachment when he's in aquarius he's just not he kind of sits back and he watches all this stuff go on, you know, from his throne high above on Mount Olympus. And he goes, you people, you people, look at all this stuff. What is going on here? And he does, you know, he does make judgments and rules, right? The Supreme Court's opening up this week. Um, but he also does, you know, where he has a big picture approach. And he looks at things and he goes, you know, what's the big picture here? What's the vision that I'm going to take on this. And then he and Venus are going to check because she's talking to him. And then she's giving instructions to all the Libra planets, to the sun. Moon's going to get out of Libra in a day or so, but she's going to give them to the sun and to Mars and to Mercury. Now we're going into Sag energy. Mars and Sag is candles, but it's candles all over the place. Mars and Libra answering to Venus and Sag. Candles, but candles all over the place. Sun and Libra, instead of being plotting and intense and whatever, very much proselytizing, teaching, talking, selling, sharing. And Mercury, of course, in Sag is telling the truth whether you like it or not. So, um, and, you know, sometimes when I deal with the Mercury in Sag in a reading, I'll say, well, you know, you always say the truth. And they go, yeah, but nobody likes it. And I always say, well, you know, the way to handle that is just look at them and go, do you want me to tell you what I think? And then you look at them, and then they go, no. And you go, okay. And you give them a big smile because they know what you think, right? So Mercury and Sag, as he shifts, now he's retrograde. So this is also, we've been hearing from our ghosts. We've been hearing from people from our past. We've been hearing old stories. We've been hearing, you know, all these books are coming out about the Trump administration. We're hearing all these things that went on behind the scenes, you know. Sagittarian, you know, telling the secrets. But also in your own life, you know, who have you heard from? Have you been to a reunion? Have you heard from your classmates? You know, what are you what are you thinking? So, you know, I'm on a Facebook post where the people I went to college with and somebody posted the picture of the dining hall. We all ate four or five hundred people in the dining hall. It wasn't a huge college. So you pretty much knew everybody by face. And there were a bunch of guys that would sit by where you brought your trays in and they would hold up numbers, you know, for the girls. I mean, you know, we, was, we were a bit reprobate. It was Catholic boys, Catholic girls. We all showed up as virgins. Probably 95% of us were virgins when we went to college. And one of the women said, I hated being called faster than a speeding bullet. And I read that quote and I thought, but you were really fast. You know, you were one of the fastest people I'd ever seen because she was zip. She was so speedy, zip, zip, zip. But she also hung out with tall women. She hung out with Susan and with um, Pat, and they were both tall. 
uh, Suzanne, not Susan. She didn't like Suzanne. Uh, Suzanne and Pat, and they were both tall. So one of two, three of her steps would equal one of theirs. So she was like, "Yeah, I hate it being called faster than a speeding bullet." And I'm like, "All right, well, you know, that was. I mean, I didn't realize that was your name, but you know, I was traumatized by it. I'm like." Not a bad name, you know, bad, not a bad thing. I mean, I was called Dick Butkus because I look like a football player. So I'm like, you know, I think faster than – I'd take faster than a speeding bullet over Dick Butkus, but Mercury in Libra, remembering the memories. How many of you have been going through your memories? Anderson Cooper publishing his book about his family because he went through all the papers that his mother had, right? It, it, we're, we're being asked to go down memory lane. We're being asked to look at why we think of things, why we believe things. And, you know, when she said that, I'm like, well, you were really fast. You know, and I guess I must have looked like Dick Buckus. <laughs> I mean, I am kind of solidly built, but I wasn't that fat back then. I was just solid. But at any rate, um, I don't know, maybe I should probably Google Dick Buckus now. But at any rate, the idea of the Mercury in, the Mercury in Libra is all about what do you think and why do you think it, more importantly. And because you think it, that's causing these certain things. And Mercury and Libra always, always, always asks us to rethink things, that we don't have to think the same way we always did. We can come up with new ways of thinking, or we can keep our old ways, totally fine. He's not... He's not judgy that way. But your job is to kind of go, am I, am I changing some of the ways I think about these things? And if I am, that's cool. That works really well. And if I'm not, that's cool too. Maybe I'm digging in. I really believe it. I'm more convinced than ever that's what it was, right? And our job with this energy, King Kong versus Godzilla, is, you know, we want to kind of think about how we want to approach the fight how we want to approach the argumentative energy. You know, maybe you want to be in one of the little planes buzzing King Kong. I don't know. But your job is to know it's out there. It's intense. It's passionate. And we all have a role to play in terms of how we deal with it, right? So watching that energy and kind of thinking about it and understanding it in a new way, that's really all astrology asks us to do. And the universe moves forward. It says, hey, now that you know this, what do you think now? Oh, now that I told you this, what do you think now? Oh, now that you know this, hmm, what do you think now? So there's an interesting energy where we really kind of push, we push ourselves this week. We push ourselves to understand stuff. And we also recognize with Eris and Pluto having their uh, fifth and final square, which also happens this week. And we've had five, we've had four so far. So we have our fifth and last. That last little square, that's when Godzilla and Eris, uh, Eris will be, I don't know which one's going to be which. I'm not going to assign them roles. But at any rate, Godzilla and King Kong, as they work with this energy, they kind of go, wow, you know, what, what's the story here? So the Eris-Pluto square is the ninth, right? So we've had four already, and they do tend to be... Um, they do tend to be pretty dramatic. This, the last one was Cuomo going out and starting the R. Kelly trial. So that's the abuse of power, uh, the sex abuse stuff. Um, you know, we had Ghislaine Maxwell picked up on one. You know, so they've been, and we had that big predator in Canada picked up. So we'll, we can look for a sex predator to be picked up. That's always fun. And we also can go, oh, okay, let's figure out what that looks like. So with Saturn stationing on the 10th, Pluto stationing on the 6th, Eris and Pluto having their fight on the 9th, you get an idea. This is going to be intense. We also have Ceres stationing to go retrograde, which, you know, no, no 
no problem with Ceres retrograde. She's in Gemini, so she's really about talking about things and trying to figure them out on a deep level and, and working with them that way. And, of course, Venus going into Sag, that happens on the 7th, and Venus hits the nodes of fate in terms of having you make choices. She's in Sag. She's on that south node. She's diving into that node and releasing. She's doing that on the 9th. So she's releasing something uh, pretty important. Mercury has a hard aspect with the nodes on the 8th. Um, let's go through the planets. I'm going, I started with the back, so we'll go to the front. It's Mercury retrograde. We're going to revise it. Okay, so Mer- the sun is moving between 9 Libra and 18 Libra, and he has, um, he has an opposition to Chiron on the 3rd. He has um, aspects with Neptune that makes us a little delusional on the, on the 4th. He has a trine to Ceres who's stationing on the 4th, so it's a lot of energy around home and family and perhaps changes in your family or changes in your home. A lot of people are moving, shifting, changing housing energy. The sun meets up with Mars. Remember, he's approaching the conjunction on the new moon, but he actually meets up with Mars, which happens once a year. Um, The sun meets Mars, and that's October 8th, and that kind of initiates a new energy about how you're taking action. And then the sun meets up with Mercury retrograde on October 9th, and that's a lot of revising how you think about things. Okay, well, now that we've told you all this stuff, what do you think now? And you go, yeah, what do I think now? Hmm. And then we have the sun in hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 10th, which offers us an opportunity to feel a little stressed, uh, about situations going on in our life, but we know we have to take action, we have to make the phone call, we have to make the connection. Mercury this week, retrograde, 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 running from 23 Libra back to 16, 15, almost 15 Libra. Um, he has a trine to Jupiter, his second of three on October 3rd. That's a little later today, around 8 o'clock. Um, he trines him and works with him. He also has an adjusting energy with the dream. He says, well, you know, that was a perfectly nice dream, but I think we're going to change it up. And then he has a connection of relationships and partnerships on October 8th. And then we get to the energy of um, him talking to the nodes of fate for the second of three passes kind of wanting to revise them, and he's talking to the south node and saying, I'm a little stressed out with what you want me to do. I get it, but I'm not not that happy. And he does it the 9th, and the sun does it the 10th. So the two of them are kind of working together a little bit, but also a bit at cross purposes, and, uh, you know, in the sense that Mercury's retrograde. So he's like, well, let me, I think what the sun means is this, and you want to double check with the sun. Do not assume what you hear today, this week, is correct, because Mercury is retrograde. He wants to tell you stuff, but he might, might get a little screwed up. And then Mercury meets up with Mars on October 9th, which is him and Mars <coughs> meet up once a year and have their kind of confab about how we're going to think about what we're taking action on. Venus this week, as I mentioned, she's in Scorpio. She's right now at 25 Scorpio. She's going into Sagittarius at 7.20 in the morning on the 7th, and then she'll be in Sagittarius. She gets to 3. She dives into the south node on the 9th, right before the Pluto station, right before the Saturn station direct. She also is parallel Pluto, so she's very passionate about stuff this week. And I would encourage you with Venus in um, with Venus in Sagittarius, when someone comes to you and they're very passionate about something, to stop what you're doing, take the time to listen to them, and talk 
to them because Venus is really intense because she has a semi-square to Mars. So she finds out some information on the 6th and the 7th that really gets her a little over the top. You know, the image I have of her standing on the cliff getting ready to jump, it's like, well, jump into the south node, it's safe, you know, <laughs> but it's also jump in, jumping away from something. So it's important with Venus being so emotionally passionate, especially at the last degrees, especially at the last degree of this moon, for us to recognize that people with passionate overloads can overreact. Um, and, you know, they can be in your life, they can be in the world, whatever whatever the news is, it's going to be a busy week, you can tell, um, as Godzilla and King Kong duck it, out, duck it out above us and whatever that version is on Earth. But it is a very strong energy around. And you can close your eyes like I did during Barbara's, Barbara's uh, show. I just went, okay, here's where they're going to kill him and I don't want to watch. You don't have to look, but just know that that energy is out there. Uh, then we have Mars. Mars is in uh, Libra, and he runs from 12 Libra through 15 Libra, and he has a trying to series, so he's looking to create something. He also is a little delusional because he's talking to Neptune by declination, so he doesn't quite see what he's asking for. He He understands it's important, but he doesn't quite understand what it means. And then we also have a fast-moving uh, finger of God with Mars talking to Athena uh, on the 4th and talking to Uranus on the 6th. So Mars is forming a finger of God in Libra, answering to Venus and Scorpio as we go into this north, this new moon, Pluto station, intense energy. So Mars in Libra, as he's coming into the new moon, he's getting loaded up, right, because he forms the finger uh, when he's at 12, and then he meets up with the, the sun and the moon at 13, and then he hits that Uranus opposition. So the Uranus is part of an inconjunct, but Mars is carrying energy into it of a finger of God. So it's like a very focused, intense week. Uh, and then we talked about Saturn stationing. He's stationing on um, the 10th at 652. He also has a square to Vesta, so that's a home and hearth energy. You know, how are we working with our home and hearth? Pluto is stationing on the 6th, going, red, going direct at 2418. And Eris and Pluto have their square, number 5, on the 9th. Uh, we had that in January when Trump got impeached. We had that in June when the Bolton book came out. We had that in Jan December when he lost his job as president. We had it last month in August when we started getting some of the other books. So we have it again this week. <sighs> Busy week. Um, uh, Athena is also square series, and that's taking place on the 7th. So there's a lot of intensity there. And we also have, of course, series stationing to go retrograde at 12, uh, and she'll be retrograde until we get to uh, the Gemini, uh, to the air energy of February uh, when she goes direct. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. In terms of the Donald days this week, um, definitely, definitely the new moon on the 6th. Uh, and these are the Donald Blanford days. He likes me to let him know when it's going to be intense. So we know the 6th is going to be supercharged. We also know we have a lot of intense energy on the 8th. Uh, the moon's in scale. There's a lot of stuff going on. And we also have the moon uh, squaring Saturn and Pluto, who are both stopped on the 7th. So basically, the 6th, the 7th, and the 8th, very intense. We get a little break from it. When the moon goes into Sagittarius, so we come into a little bit of optimism on Saturday the 9th, 
and the tenth is active but not necessarily tough because the moon's in Sag. And, of course, next week is uh, Indigenous People Day, Columbus Day, and Thanksgiving Day in Canada next Monday. So the beginning of the week is easy. Virgo moon today uh, is of 4.38, and it's Virgo moon tomorrow, the 2nd, or Tuesday, the 4th, and then it's Virgo moon the 5th, going void at um, 4.46 a.m. East Coast time, and then entering into Libra, at 8.41 a.m. It'll be in Libra on the 5th, the 6th, the 7th. It goes void with the 103 moon square Pluto. I would suggest, the you know, the <laughs> I would suggest not doing your new moon ritual on Wednesday or Thursday until the moon shifts. And it goes into Scorpio at 10.20 a.m. on the seventh, morning of the 7th Thursday. And it's in Scorpio uh, Thursday, Friday, and it goes void at 2.05 a.m. with a sextile to Pluto. So I would wait till the moon's in Sag. She's in a slightly better mood on the 7th because uh, she goes into Sag at 7.21 and do your new moon ritual on the Thursday, Friday. Now, if you really want to banish somebody from your life and clear them out and not have to do them again ever, 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 um, consider doing the new moon ritual on the sixth, because that will get them out of the life. That'll wash that person right out of your life. Um, we also have a lot of energy that day of the sun forming an inconjunct to Uranus too. That's at seven eleven, so that's always seven eleven p.m. So that's always an adjusting energy, and of course Mars forms the inconjunct to Uranus at five twenty seven. I will tell you, you know, the sixth is just leave the calendar open as much as you can. Because you're going to have people calling, you're going to have people having situations going on where they're going to need your help, they're going to need your support, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then we get to um, Saturday, we go, the moon goes into Sag, goes void at 2.05 a.m. on Saturday morning with a sextile to Pluto, that's nice, and then it's void in the morning. And it goes into Sagittarius 11.24 a.m. on the 9th, and then it's in Sagittarius on the 10th. And it goes void at 12.30 a.m. on the 11th with a sextile to Jupiter. So that's that Saturday, Sunday is nice, but we're going to need we're going to need a couple of nice days to recover from the intensity of Godzilla and King Kong duking it out over our heads. Now, when we have weeks like this, you know, one of the things that is always helpful because when there's stuff like this, it tends to be um, hysterical, which means it's historical. It tends to be people are really uh, a little over the top and they're making impulsive decisions. Um, assume the best of people. If you're not hearing from someone or if someone's not returning your call or not getting back to you, and normally they do, assume that there's stuff going on in their life. Maybe they're having a hard time, and you're having a hard time, but they're having a hard time too. So, you know, kind of give people a little grace this week. Give yourself a little grace. You know, if you've got a schedule that you're looking at and going, I have no idea how I'm going to get all this done, you're probably not, you know, so um, don't try, you know, just kind of go, it can it can wait till tomorrow. It's okay if it waits till tomorrow. Prioritize the people in your life rather than the things because it is a hard week for people and whatever the event's going to be, cause it won't be big, um, you know, when you watched all the people in those movies watching King Kong and Godzilla, 
you know, you were kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, King Kong Godzilla, this is going to be big. You know, it, it's you want to stand back a little, you know, so you don't say tip over, they don't land on you. And you want to kind of figure out, okay, what is my solution or my action plan? And in many cases, it's just to watch. Because Mercury still retrograde. We don't have all the information we need to make accurate decisions. We're still getting information. So it's important to gather the information, not necessarily judge it, not necessarily leap to conclusion, but to work with the energy as a uh, living, breathing, kind of volatile system that is alive. You know, and we are alive. The heavens are alive. This is a giant swirling kaleidoscope of change and so go listen to kaleidoscope movies go get your kaleidoscope out if you've got one and go watch the world kaleidoscope and see how all the colors fractal and swirl and twirl and change into something else um, because that is what's happening this is the metamorphosis we've been waiting for this is the change we've been looking at this is the stuff we've been talking about for the year. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so take care of yourself. You know, in the old Hill Street Blues, he used to go, now be careful out there. <laughs> so I'm going to imitate the, the police officer and say, now be careful out there. It's a little wild, but you're going to be fine. Uh, and our job is to kind of go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do okay. I understand. I understand. I understand. And like if you do like me, close airplanes come and shoot King Kong dead. I just couldn't watch. He was so cute. And they killed him. Um, you know, that energy. But it is also a big departure week, too. You know, a lot of people will be, um, a lot of people will be leaving planet Earth um, with these kind of aspects. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the, the weather, the, the, the heavens, how to <laughs> here. Uh, Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk, and feel free to sign up for the newsletter. Uh, also to hop into the New Moon webinar. It's tonight at 7.30. If you don't have it, don't have a chance to do it or you get this podcast, oh, my God, I missed it. We're going to sell it on Sundowl uh, on Monday, so you'll be able to get the recording. Um, and take care. Have fun. Bye.